0: I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. else. Come on, all over the room. Can someone just lift a hand unto heaven right now and sing this as a prayer? God, nothing else. God, nothing else can fill that void, nothing else can fill that spot, nothing else, Lord. God, I long for you, I desire for you, Lord God, as the deer panteth after the water does so does my soul, Lord God. It's all about you, Lord. and Say, say nothing else. Either, nothing else. Either. Come on, sing it on. I just want you. Nothing else, Lord. Nothing, Nothing else. else. Nothing else. Do. Now, can we put our hands together this morning? Come on, can you just put it together as worship and just honor and admiration unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Come on, can somebody begin to just lift their voice with it, Lord? Come on, can somebody just begin to give God a shout just for just a second? I know it's cold outside. I know we've got things going on, we've got plans, but but can somebody just give God a praise this morning and, and say, God, it's all about you, God. It's it's all about it's only been about you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, Hallelujah, Lord. I lift you up today I give you all the praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah Jesus 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 Is there anybody that feels the presence of the Lord here today? Anybody just feel the, the goodness of the Lord? Anybody just feel good in the Lord today? It is so good to be here. I'm so grateful that we all came out and were safe as we traverse these treacherous roads. Because for those that didn't, I'm grateful that you, you stayed safe and warm and you're worshiping from a distance. But those that are here, this moment is not by accident. It's not by accident that we're here today. There is someone here today, there's some of us, all of us I would presume, that are in need of the presence of the Lord. And I know I walked in a little late, sorry for those that I bumped into, like literally bumped into, my bad. But for the little bit amount of time that I was able to just sit over there and just spend some time between me and Jesus, I can tell you that he's here this morning. And so Dan, let me tell you, I'm hoping that's Dan because I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see none of y'all. I can't see nothing. So it's like, what is it, like echolocation when y'all clap. I'm like, oh, they're there. It's great. We've made the effort. We've worshipped together. This is a result. Feeling the power of God is the result of a couple of us coming together in unity as a community and lifting up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ it's not about our it's not about where we've come from it's not about what we have it's not about what we brought it's about who he is and us giving glory and honor and praise to him so for just one more minute can somebody just take a second and give him all the glory can somebody say it's all about you nothing else matters Mm -hmm. Amen, amen, amen. Jesus. 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 Amen, amen. It's good to see you all, figuratively, because I literally can't see you, literally. Glad to be here. I'm not going to be long, so you can take a seat. I won't be long. For the next few minutes, I want to jump back a few weeks. A few weeks ago, we started, on our New Year's Eve service, Pastor introduced the theme for 2024 about community. The first Sunday in 2024, I got to lead off and talk about the heartbeat of community. And then we had the ice capades, or whatever it was, that disrupted all of us. And so then last week, we talked about the vision for, for this year and how this theme of community will, will be uh, interwoven into all of these places. And you heard a little bit from, from, from those that lead different departments and different ministries and different spaces. And, and so now I'm going to come back, and I'm going to jump back three weeks ago. And we talked about three key elements of the heartbeat of community. It's, it's, it's all about love, but there's three central areas of focus when we're talking about this heartbeat this through line for community and I want to and I I dabbled into each one because I kept looking at the time so I didn't get to dig in deep and y'all know sometimes when I don't get to dig in how I want to dig in I just got to come back and do it again you know some of y'all that have been around for a minute y'all know that sometimes I just got to come back and you know I don't know how many sermons last year I preached about seasons, but it just, just kept on coming. So I don't know how many times we're going to talk about this, but we're going, we're going to get into it. And so I really want to focus today on talking about that first part, about the love from God. Somebody say that God loves me. You see, we've got children's ministry, and I, I want to give props to uh, Courtney Bynum and her team that are doing an amazing job of of teaching and instructing our children. How many of you know it's important to raise up our children in the way that they should go so that one day when they're old? And so as an aside, if you've got teenagers, if you've got young people, I'm now at that age where I'm saying young people. I don't know when that transition happened when I was like, you know, youth, y'all, folks, hey, yo, you know, and now I'm like the young people, right? And so I don't know when that happened, but I've transitioned and I'm, I'm accepting it. I'm, I'm holding on to it. It's fine. Right? But if you've got teenagers or young people, you want them to be a part of this weekend, this coming weekend's events on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There are amazing things that are happening. There's revival. Ah! And so I'm, I'm excited that I get to, to really come on out and uh, Saturday. I'm coming out on Saturday, um, but also on Friday night at 7. Saturday at 7 and then we're going to continue it because they're about to tear this place up on Sunday and it's about to go down next Sunday and we're so excited about that so please have your kids come on out uh, and your neighbor's kids and your, your auntie's kids and I don't know whoever's kids just bring them on out and it's fine we'll get them home it's cool alright so but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to Pastor Courtney and, and her team that teach our children and instruct them and, but do you remember that, that old uh, Sunday school song that yes Jesus, y'all so good. Y'all knew what to do. Yes. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's important. Like we 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 learn this song that yes, Jesus loves me. Why? Love the Bible tells me so and we've learned this and we, we we've been taught this you know I was back in the day when they used to do it with the felt boards you know now they got the TVs and the, 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 the great graphics and the you know the things but I had the felt boards and I loved it when they pulled out the felt boards it was like back in the day when they pulled out you know in school they would take the the, the TV cart you, know, you remember the TV cart like when they brought the felt board I was like it's about to be good right But we've been taught and instructed about this idea that love, that God loves us. Because the Bible told us so. And it's important that we understand and we really dig into this concept of love. And so I want to jump back into Numbers chapter number one. Verse number one, where we find that the Lord speaks to Moses. And it says that after... Uh, a year after Israel's departure from from Egypt, it says the Lord spoke to Moses in the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai on the first day of the second month of the year um, he had said. And so, as we talked about before, it's been a year since they've departed from Egypt, which is interesting because, like Egypt, is pretty much all that these this this generation of 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 Israelites had known, and this is all that they had been uh, accustomed to. They had been in bondage and slavery for 430 years. 430 years we find that they had been in captivity in uh, Exodus chapter number 12 and verse number 40. This is where we find how long it's been. It says now the sojourn of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 430 years. And it came to pass that at the end of the 430 years on that very same day, it came to pass that the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Israel, or Egypt, and, and we find that it's it it, it 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 this this captivity happened because there was a pharaoh that forgot about Joseph. If you jump a few chapters before and in, in the first chapter of Exodus, it says that now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph, that that somewhere somebody had failed to teach this king about what was about Joseph and the, the blessings that came through Joseph and the, the, the promises and the, the, the salvation that came through Joseph and the children of Israel, and, and somewhere along the way there was not a, an education for this king and an understanding about the power that was inhabited in the community of the Israelites there was something that had been that uh, that, that had failed to be passed on from generation to generation so now there was this king that that had lost sight of the power and the impact of the God that was of the the children of Israel and so now we find that that this king is looking at the the children of Israel and trying to decipher how they were going to to operate and how they're going to interact with him and so in verse number nine that next verse it says and he said to his People. He's, he's looking around to his, 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 his aides and the leadership of Egypt, and he's looking around and saying, Let, let, let me tell y'all. Uh, 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 and he said, Look at the children and the people of, of the children of Israel. See, they are more and mightier than we. This Egyptian king had come to the realization that there was a, a problem and there was a threat to his his kingdom, there was a threat to his power, and because of how great and how mighty the children of Israel had become because of the blessings of God, he is looking and saying, how can we deal with this issue, and how can we approach this problem, and how can we, we somehow be able to, to hold on to our power? And so he came up with this idea to continue to, to, cry, to, to change their mindset and to, to to help them see that they were now subjects of his, that they were now uh, underneath him and they were now slaves to them and they now owed their lives to this Egyptians. He, he changed the, the mindset of this, this people that were mighty and strong and, and said that they were now subjects. And what I find in our lives is that oftentimes we are in places and and, and, and moments of trial and and struggle and and issues and and things and battles, not because we're weak, not because there's something wrong with us, not because there's something that we've done, not because there's something in our past, not because there's something that we're failing to do, but just because the enemy of our soul knows how great and mighty we truly are. There are some of you that are facing battles today and, and slogging through issues and slogging through trials and you're trying to figure out how did I make it and how did I get myself in this predicament. It's not because there's something wrong with you but the enemy of your soul is trying his best to steal to kill and to destroy. That is his goal. That is his mission. That's what he does. It's not strictly because there's something wrong with you. Not because strictly because there's something bad but there's some of us that have been bound and shackled just because the enemy knows that there is greatness locked up in you. It's important for us to understand that the longer we're bound the more change that happens within us. You see 430 years is not just a blip. It's not just a, uh, uh, just a little brief moment. It's not just a whole, hey I remember when, but, but 430 years is Generational. That's when things get attached generationally. For context, America, the what we understand and the you know the the laws and things that we have in place has only been for about 240 something years. And some of us, you know, we're going on to the 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 ancestry.com or the 23andMe or whatever these places are called, and we're tracing our ancestry and we're trying to figure out my great, 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 Tracing it all the way back to, you know, 1782. That is my great, great, great three times removed, uh, replaced and backflipped and and spliced together uncles, granddaddies, aunties, brother. I know them. 430 years. There's a lot of shifting and changing that happens in 430 years. There's a lot of molding and solidifying that happens in 430 years. You see... Previously, if we go back to the beginning, we're looking at how great and mighty the, 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 the Pharaoh, the Egyptian king is saying this, this group of people, there's something special about them. There's something mighty about them. There's something strong about them. But, but, but now we find that he, he changes and shifts them. And, and we know through research that, that, that habits and mindsets really shift. And it takes about 10, 10 weeks, about 10 weeks to, to make a, a new habit and to shift a mindset. Can you imagine the shifts that have happened in 430 years? Can you imagine how different a family line looks after 430 years? In the best of circumstances, Hannah. But can you imagine now what 430 years of slavery has done to a once mighty people? A people called and destined by God. That chosen generation that royal priesthood, that peculiar nation, that's the one. Can you imagine what 430 years of subjugation has done to the mindset and the psyche of this people? You see, we know through science that trauma and pain has the capability of actually being imprinted in our humanity, in our actual bodies. 430 years of pain and trauma and beatings has the ability to change something mighty into something lowly. Can you imagine the despair that 430 years of slavery brings to a people? When all you get to pass on is bondage. When all you get to speak to your children is about hey, listen, you've got to do this to survive. You see as parents you you want to talk about opportunities and you want to say that anything is possible but but after 430 years you're not talking about the possibilities you're talking about just surviving. You want your babies to thrive, you want your community to thrive, but but when you've been so overburdened, and when you've been so pressed down, you talk just about survival. Unfortunately, there are some of us that knows what it's like to just survive. There are some of us that understand what it's like to live our life in survival mode perpetually. We've all been through seasons of survival. Anybody ever been there? Anybody know what it's like to just, hey, I just got to make it, if I can make it just through this day. Hey, if I can make it through this day without nobody messing with me, getting on my nerves, let's be real. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all in your own house, if they don't get on my, just Lord Jesus. Right? But I'm not talking about that survival. Has anybody ever gone through a season of survival? where you're just looking around and you don't see the end? Where you're just holding and scrapping and making it and just trying to do your best to stitch these two ends together? Anybody ever been there where you're just doing everything you can and it still seems to be not enough? That's what it means to live in Survival. When it means like you're fighting through every moment of every day and you go to bed exhausted and you wake up exhausted and you walk through the day exhausted. Anybody ever been there? Anybody? Can somebody say, I've been there? Anybody? Can somebody say, I know what I'm talking, right? Okay, all right, so there's some. I thought it was just me for a second. I was about to be like, ooh, let me take my glasses off again. 430 years of slavery does that to you. 430 years of oppression does that to you. Stripping away the dignity and the humanity does that to you. And that is what the enemy of our soul is trying to do to every single one of us. To look at you and tell you that you are not enough. Don't you know where you come from? Don't you know what you've been through? Don't you know what the mistakes you've made? Don't you know the problems that you have? Don't you know what you've had, uh, what you've endured? Don't you know you're not smart enough? What do you think you're doing? You're not, oh, you don't have enough money for that. Look at that. Don't you know how messed up your marriage is? Don't you know how messed up your children are? Don't you know, listen, your buddy has money. You ain't got no money. You ain't no good. Like, let me tell you, the enemy of your soul does everything he can to steal and strip you of your dignity and humanity. But let me tell you, I wanna be clear. The heartbeat of the community, the love in the community, the love that we get from God, this is what it does. It breaks that cycle of chains and of slavery and of bondage and of demeaningness and it breaks it and it provides hope. Let me tell you, darkness does not determine the goodness of God. Let me tell you, generational change does not stop the goodness and the greatness of God. Brokenness does not stop the king of kings and weakness does not deter the Lord of lords. Just because I'm weak just because I'm broken just because I'm lost just because I don't have it together that does not mean that the love of God is still not strong it does not mean that the love of God is still not working it does not mean that he has forsaken me but his word is still true that he will never leave us nor forsake us find you but he will go with us until the very ends of the age so let me tell you we find that the sojourn of the children of Israel who had lived in Egypt was 430 years, 430 years of hardship, 430 years of indignity, 430 years of brokenness, 430 years of toil, but we find that it came to pass that at the end of the 430 years on that very same day, let me tell you, just because bondage and brokenness may be in your past or your present, there is coming a day when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will show in his infinite mercy that the end has arrived (laughs) Romans chapter 5 and verse number 6 and while we were still hopeless and while we were still powerless and broken and while we still didn't have it together it says at the right time Christ died I'm so grateful for the Lord's timing Is there anybody that's grateful that it's up to his timing and not my timing? Is there anybody that can say thank you, Jesus, for your timing? Is there anybody that's been a beneficiary of the timing of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is there anybody that says that the Lord showed himself strong and mighty in my life at the right time? Come on, can somebody testify with a hand clap this morning or getting on your feet and saying, I thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong and mighty, for showing up on time, for being an on-time God? and so we find that God's love is clearly shown by the fact that at his time he brought them out and he brings us out I'm so thankful that the love of God breaks the cycle and breaks the barriers changes the story changes the trajectory but it doesn't it doesn't only do that the love of god also begins to do some some other things you see it says in numbers chapter 1 it's been a year since they've been released they've been freed the, the lord brought them out of egypt and, and it says it's been a year and because we don't have a lot of information about what that year looked like they just kind of just were existing they were just wandering around and kind of just traversing and kind of just going about their business and trying to you know just piecemeal things together And, and so it's been a year some of us have just experienced a year where we're just trying to figure it all out we're just trying to make it Lord thank you 2023 is over hallelujah Thank you for a new year. And I'll celebrate with you because new years bring optimism. New years and new times bring uh, excitement about possibilities. But this new year also brought about something else. You see, it says that after a year that they've departed from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the, the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai. One of the things that I find so grateful is that in his breaking of cycles, in changing the story in a quick moment, after 430 years, after they're wandering around and looking around, the Lord speaks to them in the middle of the wilderness. You see, he's not speaking to them once they've gotten to a place of safety and comfort. He's not, you know, hey, get settled and then I'm going to talk to you. It says right in the middle of the wilderness, he speaks to them. And then he tells them to do something. He says, take a census. I want you to go door to door. And I want you to start counting. I want you to count every person in all the households. I want you to go and I want you to just take inventory of who you've got. I want you to go and I want you to to, to write down all the names of all the people that are around. Go ahead and and Moses, I want you and your people to just, just go ahead and start taking a census. And there's two reasons for this census. The first reason is for them to gather together their numbers. For them to have an understanding of what they have. Because when they begin to start counting They begin to see that there's something that is interesting that has happened. They start going door to door and saying, how many you got in here? Oh, you got 20? Okay, 20. Got it. How many you got there? You got seven? Cool. You got 18? You got, okay, awesome. And then they begin to compile these numbers and it begins to grow. They begin to put it in a spreadsheet, and they begin to calculate, and they begin to use the formulas, and they begin to become astonished because what was, you know, just trying to survive and trying to make it in every single person. Once we get collected as a community, we begin to see that there's power because there's some numbers here. There's there's not just one or two. It's not me just trying to survive on my own, but but I'm trying to listen. I I'm in this 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 thing with them, and and Tabitha, you're in with Brandy, and 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 Brandy, you're over here here in with Aisha, and, and, and we're all here together, and, and it's not me just by myself, so let me begin to take inventory of, of who we're fighting with and who we've got on our side, And and here's what happens. 430 years the children of Israel have been in bondage and captivity and, and we're talking about things and, 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 and somewhere along the way they, they're trying to figure out well, you know, you know uh, we're, we're just trying to make it and, and I know we had a, 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 some, some, some family and I know we have some, some good stories and we've got some things but our situation and circumstances has changed. But here's the thing. This census was a reminder of the promise that God gave to Abraham. Does anybody remember the promise that that God gave to Abraham? He said, okay, Abraham, you were willing to sacrifice Isaac. And because you were willing to do that, I am going to make a nation out of you and this nation is going to be so great it's going to be so big that it's going to count as the 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 stars in the sky and 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 the the sand on the seashore that's going to be so great and so mighty that it's going to astound you and it's going to be perplexing to you and so as Moses and his his cohorts are counting and and they begin to calculate the numbers begin to get not just in the hundreds or the tens but it then gets into the the thousands and then the tens of thousands and then to the hundreds and then the hundreds of thousands. Once once they begin to, to count, let me tell you that when we start getting some people together, there's some things, there's some power in those numbers. Some of us have to understand that God has connected us as a community and there is power in this community. You're not just by yourself. You're not just doing this on yourself. But God has called us and destined us and God has spoken miracles over us and he's spoken power over us. There's something powerful in this community that's what the love of God does there are some of you that God spoke to you years ago about some things and the struggles of life have clouded that word The struggles and everyday situations have begun to dim the voice of God that spoke over you, that spoke over your children, that spoke over your marriage, that spoke over your health, that spoke over your future. Some of you are struggling today because you know what it's like to just have to survive. But I want you to know the love of God isn't just about breaking you free from a cycle of survival, but it's about reminding you that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. There are some of you that need to be reminded that this battle does not belong to you, but this battle belongs to the Lord. Some of you need to be reminded that he has gone before you, and if he before you, nothing can come against you. There are some of you that need to be reminded that lift up your head. oh ye gates and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors for the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Some of us need to be reminded that the word of the Lord is day and amen. And just because it may have been 430 years ago, God's promise will come to pass in your life. There is going to be victory in your life. Why? Because if he said it he's going to do it can somebody say amen come on can somebody say amen so the love of God brings remembrance to us but not only does it bring remembrance but this is the part that I spent too much time on couple weeks ago and I just couldn't get away from it's been three weeks and I just keep on coming back I keep on it's not just about what he said back then it's not just about what he did back then because sometimes it's hard because you've gone through so much since that happened brother Carl we've come and we've endured so much since God gave me that word back then my My whole circumstance, I'm in a whole different season of life since I got that word. I'm in a whole another situation since I got that word, right? Things have changed. I'm in a whole different place in my life now since I got that word. And so not only is he reminding us of things back then, but some of us need to know that even in the middle of a wilderness, The love of God is still speaking and ringing out right now. There are some of us that need to understand that in the wilderness, in this season, whatever your season may look like, the love of God is still screaming out victory to you right now. Hear me. I told y'all I wouldn't be long. Sister Tabitha, come on. I need you to help them believe me. Come on. Hear me. Some of us need to hear. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying, the power that is being spoken over you. There are some young adults in this room that the Lord is speaking powerfully over you. There are some of you, listen, I spent so much of my ministry in youth ministry. I told y'all, I used to understand the lingo. Now I talk about, you know, kids these days. I don't know. But there are some young people in here that there is a tremendous ministry that is smack dab in the middle of you there are some moms and some dads that you've got brilliance and beauty and something so amazingly powerful in your home there is something inside of every one of you and hear me the Lord said this he said Peter Satan desires to have you to sift you like wheat Saint Pineview, it's still true. Some of us are fighting battles and we're trying to figure out why. Sister Tina, there's some of us that are holding on to sorrows and pains and and hurt. And we're just like, I just, God, I need you to take this. God, I wish I could just shout like I used to shout but I'm so weary I wish I prayed like I used to pray but I'm tired some of y'all used to come up and you'd be here 6 o'clock in the morning just praying just wearing the the threads of the carpet out just praying and and believing and life the enemy of your soul has desired to have you to sift that prayer life some of y'all used to speak words of victory and encouragement but the enemy of your soul has done everything it can to cut that out some of you used to walk boldly with passion and excitement and hear me I'm not criticizing you because brother Carl I feel the same way Let me tell you, can I just be real for just a second? I don't know why I'm asking. I always am, so it is what it is. Sometimes y'all judge me and then I pray for you. It's fine. It's all fine. A few months ago, Sarah and I were going through just challenge after challenge and after challenge. One of the things we do every day is we, before we leave, we leave pretty much the same time. Before we leave, we pray together. You know, we believe that that is powerful and it gets us started on the right foot and, and all those things and sets us up for success. And so we pray every day. But Todd, what it, what it was is I would be praying and, you know, I'm talking about, like, I'm declaring things. Like, usually that's how the prayer goes. Like, I, you know, we're about to have a great day, God. It's about to be awesome. Like, you know, your, your, your light is about to shine. And I found that I was praying, Lord, just keep me. God, just hold, just help us hold on. God, give us just the strength. It wasn't taking territory prayers. And I'm talking about days and days and days. And I remember I felt in myself, like, what happened? I used to be bold but now I feel broken I used to speak boldly and now I'm tiptoeing God what and I don't know she probably's gonna remember but one day like I was doing my own prayer and you know Lord working on me and me working on the Lord Anybody ever do that? Like, let me just work on the Lord. (laughs) Why are you working on me? I started declaring victory. Baby, you remember this? I can't see her, so she said yes. (laughs) We held hands that morning. And I said, we will be victorious. Sarah will be victorious at work. We have the victory in our home. We have the victory in our marriage. We have the victory in our I started to, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I started just victory over everything. We got victory over dinner, Lord. We got victory in the car, Jesus. We got victory in this radio, Lord. Listen, it was victory over everything because I felt like I was losing everything. And I'm telling you, the devil, you do not have authority here. I will have victory. But let me tell you, some of us need to remember the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness and said count them up Sarah put it numbers chapter one verse number two but Daniel this is what he says he says from the whole community of Israel y'all remember this he says record the names of the warriors and last time I talked to you just about how baffled I was because they didn't go through training they didn't go through exercises they didn't go through you know any sort of courses for this they just were you know what the Lord does he speaks into nothing and something's created that's what the Lord does He speaks into brokenness and chaos and order is restored. That's what the Lord does. Hear me. There are some of you and I've prayed with you. You're like, Stefan, my kid, I don't know what I'm going to do. The Lord has already spoken. There are some of you that are holding on to the last vestiges of a dream. And you're trying to figure out how to keep on moving. the lord has spoken he doesn't need your ability he doesn't need your intellect he doesn't need your finances all he needs is for you to understand that once you were bound but now you are free once you were chained but now he whom the son have set free is free indeed. and once we recognize the fact that his infinite love has broken the chains once we begin to take a minute and we begin to hear what the Lord has spoken to us then some of us will then begin to get grounded and motivated by what God is speaking over you right now he's called you a warrior yeah you may be broken yeah you may be weak but that's not what makes a warrior what makes a warrior is the voice and the Word of God being spoken over you and when he speaks it over you it is going to begin to be done in you. When he begins to speak it around you, there's something that begins to happen in you. There's someone needs to understand that the heartbeat of this community is not your goodness. It's not your strength. It's not your ability. But it's the word that God has spoken out of the love that comes from his heart. There are some of you that are surviving today just because God spoke something over you. There's some marriages in this room that are still standing today because of what God has spoken over you. There's some Money here today. So as we stand, told y'all I wasn't done. I don't know how many more of these I got, Dan. Hear me. I'm going to put my glasses on one more time because I want to speak some promises. I want to speak some life. Not through me. I'm I'm nothing. But the word of God, that's what breaks the yoke. Come on, somebody. The word of God... Is the one that that's what says that coming to me that are all or that are heavy laden and burdened, and that's where the rest is. It's not in me, it's not in my ability, it's not in my intellect, it's not in what I can tell you, but it's about the power and the presence of God. And so, hear me. I want to remind some people of just a couple of things. I want to remind you that the Lord is our creator, and we are his creation. I want to remind you that he has breathed into every one of us life. And when he has given us life we are able to, to grasp it on a higher level. We're not living like we used to. The old things are passed away and now because I have that life that has been breathed in me through the word of God, I have been made brand new and I can live my life more abundantly. Let me tell you that I, I, I have been created in the image of God, that we have been created in the very image of God, that he saw us from that unformed substance, that he knit us together in our mother's womb, that, that he knows the hair on our head but before a word is spoken on our tongues and he knows it he knows that we are that we are fearfully and that we are wonderfully made I need someone to understand that you are a friend of God that your future is bright and ordained by God that you are called that you are chosen that you are royal that you are holy that you are mighty that you are set apart that you are great and great you are great you are great that you are great that you are great someone needs to speak it I'm great someone needs to say that I'm mighty someone needs to speak that I'm holy someone needs to understand that we have been called that we have been chosen that we are an inheritance that he has never left us that he has never forsaken us that he has never forgotten us but that he is with us that he that we are the head and not the tail these are promises that are coming from the Lord and so when the enemy comes in like a flood against your home when the enemy comes in like a flood against your mind when the enemy comes in like a flood against your health against your finances against your children against your relationships against your future when the enemy comes in like a flood someone needs to take the word of God and speak it over your life why because that is where the power comes from Of this morning, y'all I don't do this a lot but your boy is wore out I done sweat through this thing but that's what happens when I just can't let it go so hear me I'm going to invite some people to come and let me tell you You don't ever have to wait for me to formally invite you. Y'all can respond whenever you'd like to respond. It don't stop me, I promise you. It don't stop the Lord. However you want to respond is up to you. That's between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm going to invite those that would like to come. If you would like me to pray with you, if you would like one of the other pastors and leaders and elders, they would be happy to pray with you. But hear me. I need some of us as a community. We've been asking you a lot to just come together, and, and I want everybody to come, and I would love for all of you to come. And it's great because there's power in this community. But this community needs to know the Lord loves us. And because of that, we can speak victory in the wilderness, we can speak joy right in the middle of sorrow we can speak peace in the midst of a storm not because we're good but because we're free not because I'm mighty but because I'm made whole and so I'm going to ask you to come and start speaking life start speaking hope start speaking joy I'm going to ask some families and some 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 units to come together Grab hold of, you know, some sisters and brothers. And, and I know that, you know, we've got children's ministry and our kids may be back with the, the childrens But if you have your children here, if you've got your, your youth here, if you've got your young people here, I'm going to ask you to bring them on with you. Don't let them miss this moment. Come on, speak life over them. Speak health over them. Speak futures over them. Speak power over them. God has called them to be a warrior. Let me tell you, God has said that there's something great in store for every one of us. And so come on, somebody, this morning I'm going to invite you to come. wherever you are as they're singing and I'm asking that you speak life come on as a community right now if we can lift up and bind together and speak life over each one of us come on speak life over our pastors speak life over our ministry speak life over our health come on right now somebody grab a hold of this and say God I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus Lord God we are able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think not because of my goodness not because of my greatness but because of how great you are come on this morning I'm let's grab a hold see a of the goodness for the battle belongs to you lord oh i'm gonna see your victory i'm gonna see your victory for the battle belongs to you lord oh I'm gonna see your victory, I'm gonna see your victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see your victory.